0: Hello everybody, we are about to discuss our very first Broadway breakdown, and you're going to be a part of it. We're talking Hamilton. Don't go too far. We're going to see you in a second.
1: Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies.
0: College. I can't hear, is this, yeah, we're here, we're live! <laughs> <lying. laughs> Sorry guys, we had a little bit of a <laughs> little technical guys, difficulties. Hey, okay, it's our first
2: show.
0: We are here, yes, it was our Not first show. Not in,
2: in life, just our first show on the podcast.
0: <laughs> exactly, we are premiering our Broadway <laughs> Breakdown show and we are so excited! Woo! Woo-woo! Um, like I said, we are talking about Hamilton today, and before we get right into this sh- show that unless you've been living under a rock, you know about... Let's discuss who we are a little bit for you guys. I'm Brianna Phipps. I'm going to be your host today. You can find me at BFIps 14 Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. And to my left, my lovely co-host, Jackie
2: Barowski. Um You can find me on all platforms, 123jackieb, except for on Snapchat, it's jackieb123, to make it harder.
1: Wow, that's so Jeez. tough. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'm just kidding. She, she just has to be difficult for me. It has to be
2: difficult. It was Snapchat that was
0: being difficult, by the
1: way. I'm Drexel Herd. You can find me at Drexel Herd. I think this is like the fourth or fifth panel that I've been on where I've been the only guy, so I will <laughs> take that. <laughs> we just love how I love you. it. I love it. You know, you should be. You're just like the
0: king. <laughs> of Broadway. Uh, I'm Alexis Torres. You can find me where all shenanigans will ensue at a Torres 890. All right, so guys, like I said before, we are talking Hamilton's. And like I said before again, unless you've been living under a rock, Hamilton's is the newest Founding Fathers musical, not to be confused with 1776, which is the white version. Yeah. Which is the oldest. <laughs> the white version. <laughs> the white version, practically <laughs> from 1776. Um, so this musical was created by Lynn Manuel Miranda, who did In the Heights, wrote musical. Uh, Songs for Bring It On. He wrote the um, Spanish version lyrics for West Side Stories revival. Uh, he's all over the place, guys. Yeah. yeah, and even more so now.
3: Yeah, he's doing uh, Moana too. Yeah, well. yep. I'm Disney interested singing. to hear
0: that because um, it's in the trailer. You can hear. Him yeah, voice you can singing. hear him singing. You can hear. Him singing. Yeah, you yeah. have to really listen to. Okay, it. Okay, because
2: I really couldn't hear. I really couldn't hear him in the trailer. But as you guys, um, as you guys. Oh, here we go! Uh, you guys are gonna, <laughs> people watching. I'm probably going to be the only person who crit- has criticized Hamilton, and <laughs> um, it's it's starting with Lynn, Let because I saw I saw in the Heights when it came to the Pantages, which yeah. is our theater here in L. A. And he was in the touring cast um, of Pantages, and I I am not that impressed with his voice. It's just you know when you watch different Broadway stars, you you like certain people. You have your people. Lynn's voice is not my people. I'm just not I I, that I into think that's
1: it. what the beauty of Broadway is though is that we have so many different diverse voices like for example, if you studied legit theater, yeah, you're going to like the legit theater stuff. I happen to be an Andrew Lloyd Webber fan, but I don't like the Sondheim musicals. So if you're not a legit, so if you're a rock musical person, or if you're a Rent person, or if you grew up in that time, yeah, those voices are going to not be in your wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. It's it's the same thing with if, oh, I love Shoshana Bean, but I really don't like Eden Espinosa because they're very different voices. Shoshana Mm -hmm. Bean loves to riff. Eden Espinosa is very different than Shoshana Bean. Or the same, I I don't particularly like idina menzel's voice but i love i think <laughs> idina menzel is amazing but i think that there are better alphabas than idina menzel yes. and so that's the difference and and I mean, so i can't say that see, like
2: leslie odom's voice to me is like is like velvet but the
0: difference is, is leslie odom's voice is he's you know, have that classically trained singing voice. where yeah, right. Lin is more of a hip hop rap artist. Right, yeah. and
1: I think that's the the difference between Hamilton. Like, if we see Javier Muñoz in the next in, over the next few weeks, and and the clips that we're going to see coming after him after he takes over, Javier Muñoz has a background; he's a singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lin Manuel is not. So, you know, it's I think it's just going to be it's just the style of the show, and obviously we'll see what happens when Lin Manuel does Mary Poppins and has yeah. to play that you oh, know that's that, right. that, that that character, and he actually has but, to sing. Um,
2: I think the interesting thing is he wrote a lot of the songs for mm-hmm. Moana. Is that how you say it? Moana? Yeah, Moana. Moana. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a lot of the songs for that. And I, the reason why I found it so fascinating when I watched the trailer mm-hmm. is I'm like wondering, did he write all the songs? Which songs did he write? Because he tend he was part of a rap group, and then yeah. and then he made In the Heights, which is a which is a hip hop musical. Same thing. This is a mm-hmm. hip hop musical. So I kind of part of me was like, is he a one trick pony? Like, can because a lot of the songs in Hamilton that have Hip hop songs are not songs that he wrote the music for.
3: Well, the good thing is, at least with Moana, not to get too off topic, is that Lin Manuel is uh, writing with a um, Hawaiian local uh,
0: studio, so they're definitely just—he's mostly just co-creating as much as he can. The one thing we know about Lin um, is he does his research for everything, and we know that because of Hamilton, because of the fact of him reading this book by Ron Chernow and just going off and being like, "I have to." And it wasn't a musical originally; it was a mixtape that he was creating with Jeremy McCarter. Um, and that kind of s- streamlined into what it is now become.
2: I I mean, they always call it, like, he always says, oh, it was just an idea, it was just an idea. But I, I do think that, like, in his heart of hearts, he was like, I really
0: want you to buy this
2: and make a musical because he loved it so much. Yeah,
0: I mean, I definitely think he was, I'm going to write this mixtape, and then he was hoping it would streamline into a um, musical theater idea at some point. But yeah. he was going to start it off as just this, one thing first and see what would happen right yeah um so yeah so like I said he created it from this biography about Alexander Hamlin by Rincheno and he actually would have Rincheno come in and look at the script and look over it to make sure there was no historical inaccuracies
2: the thing is though um w- there are historical inaccuracies inaccuracies in it but they're not bad if that makes sense, no, there like, yeah, they're, very, they're, they're, kind they're of tiny. It has been pointed out by people that have reviewed the show that there are historical inaccur- inaccuracies. But there, one of the things about Hamilton is that when you're doing any sort of adaptation, you have to, you have to. Do like make these little changes that are not right so that they fit with the storytelling. I mean,
1: it's the same thing we saw in movies like Lincoln. Yeah. And and you just, and they're so subtle that you wouldn't know unless you really know history. But the one thing that we, you know, forget about uh, this particular book that it was based off of is that Eliza Hamilton had been trying to get this biography written about Hamilton. We'll talk about Eliza Hamilton a little bit later, but for uh, as long as we've, you know, for years, and you know, it just kept going and going and going. It's like the game of television phone and as we get more and more information um, but I think obviously this particular uh, book that the musical is based off of was the most comprehensive book about Hamilton's life that we've had um, and I think that Eliza Hamilton would have loved this idea that it kind of um, uh, redeemed uh, a little bit of Hamilton even though um, you know throughout the throughout the musical we see that there are uh, situations where he might, may or may not have been redeemed. Uh.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, everyone has know, good and evil. Yeah, right. yeah. Like I, I, think what, I think that's what. I think that's
2: why it's such a compelling musical mm-hmm. is that like, you know, just because certain people have certain things that they do in their lives or that happen in their lives, it doesn't make them wholly good or wholly right. evil.
0: Yeah. Um. So let's get a little bit more into it. So once let's get past the beginning of how the play was kind of brought about because I think that's a pretty widely known thing. So. Let's talk a little bit, though, about the first time it was seen. So he did the first um, performance at the White House, um, which he was supposed to be performing something from In the Heights because that was his big show. Mm -hmm. And he decided, I'm going to take this idea I had, and he wrote a quick, um, not a quick, but he wrote the song, the first song, Alexander Hamilton, um, as a one-person song for Burr, Aaron Burr, to sing. And he performed it at the White House, and we have a little bit of a clip from it so we can watch a little bit of what went into that. This is the very first time anyone had seen anything to do with this play. This was in May 12, uh, t- uh, 2009
1: uh, tonight uh, was when this happened. Because, uh, I'm actually working on a hip-hop album. Uh, it's a concept album about the life of someone I think See, embodies this is what hip-hop. I was talking about. It was a hip-hop Hamilton. album,
0: not a yeah. yeah.
1: You laugh, but it's true. Um,
3: he was uh, and I really like the born born fact that he's a, like I know that you're laughing but it's actually uh, it's totally like it's true and I think it takes it, guts to do this yeah. it takes guts to, well, because to bring first something thing that you to the hear because you hear
0: forefathers, uh, I'm writing a f- musical about the forefathers with, with hip hop yeah father, right uh,
2: and
1: all on the strength of his writing I think he embodies uh the word's ability to make a difference. Uh, so, I just also love you know, how nervous song from that he day. is. You're you're it's you're adorable. performing
0: in front of the I president. Home, I know. So I, I get yeah. it. It's just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he look at that smile. That guy. Uh,
1: anything you need to know. I'll be playing uh, Vice President Aaron Burr. Uh, I also think it's interesting that the first
0: time that he thought about it, it was going to be a one person. Mm-hmm.
1: How does a bastard... Orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean. I love that uh, he sounds exactly the same I as mean, Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you're
0: listening almost. Right.
1: right. Yeah. Father, much, but look how young he looks. I know. Also, President Obama looked very young in this, so clearly there's a lot going on. There's a lot.
3: This is like
1: 2,000 years right. ago. This, this 2009. Is yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, this was right after he got inaugurated.
3: But I also love that the First Lady was already into it. Like, she even right. talks in interviews later
0: on how she was like I thought it was great
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so, I mean it's just you know he talked about why he changed it and part of it was that he wanted to pay homage to Sweeney Todd which I love because Sweeney Todd oh, opens so up with everyone good. introducing Sweeney yeah and that's what he kind of that's part of the reason he changed it. another
2: yeah. I mean I like that the, he also he says in the book that he pulls from Rent and Les Mis
3: which mm-hmm. are two musicals from that I love a lot of musicals and he pulls from a lot that. of hip-hop
0: artists like he he gets inspired by so many different things
3: and he even put even in the Hamilton and a bunch of other interviews and stuff that he was talking about that this is an you know paying homage to all the people who have
0: inspired me and i love that i and think he even put like Jaw rule in there and stuff like that i thought that was really cool he, i love that he actually said that the main person that this is paying homage to is his wife and That yeah. this is a love story
1: right to his yeah. wife and to the to the to the point of eliza hamilton mm-hmm. which it essentially was a love story uh, mm-hmm. at its core the, the yeah. entire show was a love story at its core whether or not you are on, on team Angelica Skyler or team uh, Eliza Hamilton uh, for the for the most part
0: mm-hmm. well and you know he has he can identify a lot with Hamilton and probably his wife can identify a lot with Eliza because they both were writers and both wives of writers mm-hmm. needing to like kind of cope with the fact that their mm-hmm. husbands are just like this manic writing mm-hmm. all the time not really present
1: I, th- I think, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the music, but what I love about Lin-Manuel, whether or not it was uh, In the Heights, <clears throat> uh, Bring It On, and now Hamilton, uh, to your point of this kind of Sondheim-esque, you know, he does have um, recurring themes, recurring musical themes throughout all of th- all three shows. Like, there's always something uh-huh. that comes back up and you're like, oh, I remember that from In the Heights. Oh, I remember that from Bring uh, On. Well, he works from with Bring a it lot On.
0: of the same people. Like, most, right. most of the people, act. not just even the people behind the scenes, were all part of In the Heights, but some of the actors were also pulled from In the right. Heights. Yeah. Or auditioned and weren't put in the Heights. Right. And he was like, and you know what? I want to take them for this. And I think when you're someone who's
2: an auteur who has a very distinctive style like that, you're you're going to see Absolutely. that. And that's yeah. what, I mean, that's what people love about certain auteurs as far as, like, movies. That's what people love as mm-hmm. far as certain um, composers. They they see the same themes and they
0: resonate with them. Yeah. Um, so let's go a little bit. We have the set. And we have um, a picture of the set. So this was brought up by... Um, uh, this was kind of... One of the things I love about the
2: set is I, I love sets that evoke something without telling you, this is where you are, you are right here, <clears throat> you yeah. know? There's something... Um, we, we learned from the book that the set, I guess, didn't rotate initially, and then they just, yeah. yeah, and, and, it, and had it had a double yeah. rotation. But what um, I really
0: loved was the fact that he thought about it in such detail, because in Broadway, especially in theater, you have to put so much... Thought into it because this is your one set. This is what you can change little things about it, but you have this one basic thing. Whereas in film, you can have multiple things to display. So I love the fact that he said that he wanted it to seem like they were coming off their ship and they were using the ship to build. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you see like all the like because I do think didn't they
2: mention though that it was natural at the time for them to use. Things that they had on the ship to build their yeah, town. Yeah, no, And that's exactly how history works, especially
3: if you read, if you do more research about Hamilton and all that, in and, and that time era, that they took a lot of stuff from boats and made them into everyday stuff. And it's all they had to begin Yeah, by, exactly.
1: Well, one of the things I do love about this set, too, is that, well, a couple things. We've seen this kind of scaffolding set before. Yes, mm-hmm, of course. Uh, we saw it in Ragtime, in the revival. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, kind of, and in Ragtime, in the revival, it was kind of a skeleton set, and they kind of t- have taken that on, on the road. Um in rent. Oh shit. That's that. my favorite thing about it. Um, Next to normal. Next, Next to,
0: normal, to normal, yeah. So like
1: okay. none of this is brand new. Although I am really surprised that for such a new musical Um, Just in kind of this generation where we're kind of in this technological age. And what I loved about it is that they did not try to take that Sunday in the Park with George uh, the revival feel. And they're like, okay, we're not going to use any kind of uh, effects behind us. We're just going to kind of have this bare set. And they didn't really use uh, any effects like David Cornish didn't use any effects uh, uh, in creating this set. And it really was. This show is all about and we're going to get to it is all about the lighting. Exactly. Of this show, like yeah. I, we could talk about the set all day, but but for me, it was just kind of. I mean, it is what it is. It's a set, and it moves, and it doesn't really. The
2: the dancers are set pieces to a certain extent, right? Too. Yeah. And so
1: you know, yes, lighting and set absolutely made this show. And I, you know, even though the show won the best Tony or Tony for best scenic design, um, that set would not have been anything without the dancers and the lighting yeah. behind mm-hmm. it. And with, and with the lighting,
0: uh, the lighter. Uh, he actually said it was the hardest show he's ever had to light because it jumps around so much throughout yeah. history, yes. and he has to try to convey that we're jumping through just the lighting effects and the and the dancers and the props.
1: And uh, speaking of lighting, I've seen the show. I saw it back in December, and um, really the only time they really use color is for any of King George's uh, stuff because that goes back to the idea of you know majority of the show is also is rap uh, and hip hop, uh, but all of King George's stuff is all pop so they kind of switched in the lighting to kind of say oh well now we're in this kind of british pop and now we're going to use these colors and that's where king george kind of talks about you know i'm so blue and then the set changes and or the light changes and it becomes blue and you know and that's pretty much the only times where we see a little bit of pop of color uh through this kind of uh, um, well and yellowish. they
0: did this, they did the same thing with the costumes right because mm-hmm. they only had people wearing colored costumes if they were supposed to be a specific person, if they are dancing or if they're not at that point, their character they're going to be wearing parchment. Yeah. And I thought that was very interesting. Paul Taswell was the costume designer because he he had to try to create something to make it different than just I'm going to put these actors in clothes from the century.
2: I think having period costumes though helps when you have a very like when you have a very abstract set and almost a dress down set so i well, think this is, this is their their costumes
0: um being period i think is is very helpful well but i but having the parchment colored costumes for the dancers and having like these girls standing in the front with these colored costumes it makes it pop so much more because right. your eyes aren't being distracted by something else
1: but it also goes to kind of like the Skylar um elitism like the Skylers were the only ones yeah. who had money, who could dress in these um, extravagant, colorful uh, things. While you've got all of kind of you know the dancers that kind of in back and they've got, they kind of got this cream color and they're kind of yeah. you know in the background yeah. and they are not the. Uh, you see Hamilton actually kind of go through this. Uh, he's an immigrant coming in. He mm-hmm. has no, he has no kind of um, he has no money. Now he kind of then he kind of slowly. Becomes Alexander Hamilton yeah. he's married to a Schuyler he's got this kind of money and stature and you see his costume change well, and throughout it, the yeah show.
0: it's because we have the men's outfits from the beginning um, as well where they're just all kind of this like soldier-esque clothing they have the, the white pants the black boots the white shirts the blue jackets
2: it's like a period Wash- uh, but, Washingtonian era soldier right. but they specifically didn't want the wigs for them. Which would be just be silly. be silly.
3: Yeah, I don't because think they it would wanted to taken seriously <laughs> right. with a wig. <laughs> well, they
0: had, because uh, King George wears a wig, and well. I believe <laughs> that there's one other um, person in the play that wears a wig as well, but he's also a white man. They wanted the people of color to be bringing this century to that century. And that was kind of like, where do we draw the line? Right. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Um, and then we also have the future one with Thomas Jefferson with his extravagant. <laughs> Every prince-like looking, yeah, I, I love that Very outfit. Very purple, rainy. Yeah, no, every, every I picture of the of David in his costume, as Jefferson is Jefferson It's just amazing. But it's also supposed to show because he was a showboater that
3: it was it it just you can see it in his in his costume. I like that they put that yeah. with his
0: costume. So, and you know, we see as the show goes on, like he said, like Hamilton wears the green and mm-hmm. the velvet, and everyone's a little you can, more.
1: You see that as they dead. as their status, Thomas Jefferson, you know. Second pre- uh, third president, third. Um, be having that that stature and having that money enough to not wear the kind of plain clothes that the actors do behind him.
0: Yeah, but I thought that what they did, I liked what they did. It helps him also
2: a differentiate between his um, between Lafayette.
0: So you're you're seeing also a contrast in the mm-hmm. characters that he's playing. I love the well. main thing was that he he even said <laughs> was like, I liked, for Jefferson I wanted my hair down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wanted the poof. Um don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> Your hair is beautiful. Oh, thank you. I Was trying um, out for that Jefferson purple. Yeah,
2: you know. <laughs> I mean, one of the things I like that you mentioned when you when you when they say, you know, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be American now. And they all, they say this everywhere about Hamilton it's supposed to be American now, depicting America then. And I one of the things I do love about Hamilton is that so many students have become yes. interested in history right. because of this and they've given tickets to students or discount tickets to students yeah. Yeah. and I, to me that's one of the best things that comes out of this because as a kid I always thought history was so boring yeah. yeah, and I a couple of times had that you know you have the one rare history teacher who tries to do something to get the kids into it and this is something that kids can relate to this is well, something that America
0: now can relate to we're going to get a little to. bit more into that later but first let's talk about this cast that we have Yes, please. So we have Lin Manuel Miranda's Hamilton. We know he likes to write himself into his plays, which
1: all the time, <laughs> except for Bring It On, he did not write himself. But he was on the play. music for that.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> he wasn't the <laughs> scripter.
2: I can't, I can't hate on somebody though for writing themselves it, as much. It, it's so funny that I say this because you guys already know that his voice isn't my cup of tea. But at the same time, as a person who's an actor, um, when you feel, especially him being a person of color, you feel that you're not being given these roles I can't hate on it because you want to say hey I'm not being given the kind of roles that I want I might as well write them for myself and my friends you know plus
0: it's nothing new actors in Hollywood do it all the time they produce their own films and put themselves in the leading role Sometimes, sometimes
2: not well, but
0: sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you just want you want to play a part so badly and mm-hmm. that's the only way to get to it. Sometimes you want to play Rocky 75 times, it happens. <laughs> hey, there's nothing oh. wrong with that.
3: <laughs> um, but no, I, I also like that Lin-Manuel also puts a lot of his personality in his uh, roles, especially with Hamilton. I feel like he's able to kind of play with his role a lot you know Mm -hmm. and that's and I've always from seeing interviews and talking to people who've met him they're like he's just a lively person and every time when Hamilton gets into his um, uh, the cabinets like the battle cabinets that he's he he tries to do something different to try to make the actors break, and I think it's really cool.
1: I also like the fact that to Lin manuels mm-hmm. to that point uh, that Lin Manuel is as passionate yes. as Alexander Hamilton was mm-hmm. about yeah. his writing, um, and you see that you know when they talk about him writing uh, eighty five uh, document you know eighty five documents when it when it came to you know, they were talking about mm-hmm. the, you know, the the so. That that is portrayed quite a bit, and I i d mean, I'm I'd be really interested to see what Javier Munez does with the role, and, and whoever else follows that, beca- yeah. and whoever else comes here to the Pantages, because um they they at least have to live up to that passion mm-hmm. um on the stage, or it's not going to work. I uh, do
2: like though when because I listened to the Hamilton book as an audiobook, and I I do like when they um they were explaining casting Leslie Odom as kind of the cool guy and Lynn is kind of... Because he ha- he has that kind of like chipper friend mm-hmm. next
0: door, eager yeah. beaver kind of... Well, he has that pers- likability
2: to him. Yeah. Whereas he,
0: Hamilton had to be more of a person that was spoke his mind no matter if it made him friends or enemies.
2: I was talking about Lynn, though, because Lynn has this kind of like chipper, eager beaver kind of oh, personality okay. and then Leslie has this kind of like cool, like cool mm-hmm. character. You're like, that guy, is, he sings well and he's really cool, you know, and so they wanted to contrast... Uh, they wanted to have those two actors be contrasting yeah.
0: well yeah. I've I, I've been a fan of Leslie Odom since Smash <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing I, his Fantastic.
1: song is that Not SVU like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to like that was <laughs> well, well, you know. his shining moment is S- <laughs> <laughs> Law and Order SVU I mean isn't it terms. all isn't, yeah, isn't it all of the that's actors that's where everybody starts is, they know that now SVU. they've made it
0: they've been <laughs> on Law and Order um but when he was actually cast in this, he was already contracted by NBC to be in State of Affairs. Mm. Oh, I didn't know And he that. had to break his contract. And he had to he let, left that. Well, he had to be let out of it. And Can he, you imagine if he didn't, though?
3: Like, if he decided to stay with State For of him, Affairs? For him, it was a gamble, though. Yeah. he didn't know. Yeah. And he was
0: also, like, you know, money of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I want to buy my mom a house. Right. Versus <laughs> my personal... Like love of theater, and I want to do this. But I now, now he can to. still
2: buy his mama house. Right? And yeah, it
1: works and, out. And, and, and you have to. I mean, the way that "State of Affairs" is uh, what NBC, and uh, one of the things that you realize that NBC will cancel a show very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Lin Manuel has been very successful. So I don't know if that was really a hard decision. I don't like, think it, you know, was, it think was, the was longevity. A, of I don't think it was a hard
0: decision for him to make. It was more like, can will they let me out? Can of my we'll, contract. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they did. So now we have Leslie and thankfully oh, well. yes. Aaron uh, Burr is
2: to me arguably one of the most interesting characters in the musical because you have this kind of like villain as narrator. Um, yes. Yeah. And and I always think that's fascinating mm-hmm. because you, you typically in like if you're thinking of like classical musicals, it's always the hero that's coming in and is like oh, I'm a hero. This is my story. But here you have this guy and you're like wait a minute. Then he's like now I'm the guy who shot him. And you're like whoa hold on hold on, but you're cool. <laughs> I, I, I have very, like, mixed emotional feelings, which is why I love this character. I think well, and it's that's such a fascinating And that's character. the great thing about the play is that even though while
3: you're listening to the music or if you've seen the play or anything of that nature, you're like, okay, you know that he's
0: the villain in this story, but you feel for him the entire yeah. time. Right. And I yeah. like that it's a mixed bag. That's you the know? tricky part about playing this part and that's, what he did so well, was Mm -hmm. that he made himself likable to you. Yeah.
1: And I won't even say that Aaron Burr, for the most part, was the villain. He was only the villain because of the ending. I think that Aaron Burr, or at least this particular character in the way that Leslie olin paid him you know he was just a jealous person and I don't think that necessarily made him a villain no because the, you know no Men. I'm saying that yeah, people yeah. do see him as the villain and I think that's very tough like it's almost like the snape effect
0: yeah you know yeah. Where, where you have
1: that idea of yeah man this is a bad person but in actuality he's not a bad person because he is trying you know he's got thwarted you know here and here and here uh-huh. um you know there's a point when they talk about um when uh, 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 Skylar defeated where he says I saw an opening and I had to take it. Just you know, else, but, you know that's yeah. what I'm, you know. So he did what he had to do mm-hmm. to get there, and every step of the way, Hamilton was there a step ahead of him, and it became a jealous thing. You know, you've got this this trust fund kid. He's elitist. He comes from this money. You know, he comes from this stature, mm-hmm. and now you've got this immigrant kid coming in, trying to being the most popular kid, and he didn't know how to handle that well, and 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 you saw that later on when they do um, when they do uh, the, the the song before the duel. Um, mm-hmm. I remember that. I wrote it. I thought I wrote it down. I did. The,
0: the one right before the duel? Yeah, it was. I uh, what uh, was The that. note, the. Or the. Obedient Servant. Yes, Obedient servant. servant. Yes, Obedient yeah. Servant. Sorry, I have to sing it to get the names. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Um, and then we also have Philippa Sue playing Elizabeth Schuyler in this play. Who's Another amazing performance. Like we said in the Tony Awards cast, every girl nominated was just so good this year, and she's one of them. And she's very young. Yeah. Mm hmm and we said she's half Chinese mm-hmm. which gave her this yes. very distinct look is what Lin Manuel said he said that she had this distinct look that he liked and she just came out and she just owned the part in a way when she auditioned
1: and, and what i love about Philippa Sue too oh well, not 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 love about Philippa Sue oh first of all i love Philippa Sue <laughs> however standing next to ellis very. they're both very pretty but somehow they made angelica the pretty sister and eliza the 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 character that you loved because of how plain she was. and I think that that kind of gave that juxtaposition mm-hmm. between those two sisters is you've got the one that really loved Hamilton. they both really loved Hamilton and, and, and essentially but Angelica was the the oldest in the gossip well, and she the yes thank and, you and, <laughs> the, yeah. and Elizabeth
0: <clears throat> was more of she was kinder
1: she right.
0: you know they always talk about you know Angelica being too smart for her own good and you know they all everyone in historic historic people all believe that ch- Elizabeth Schuyler was the right choice for Hamilton. No, yeah, because I feel like... Because Angelica and, wouldn't have been.
3: Yeah, I feel like having two powerhouses together can mm-hmm. really make a great power couple, but also kind of marrying a person who's pretty similar to you can also cause a lot of Liz Taylor, well. Richard Burton. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm like, the list, the list goes on. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the list goes on. So I think that it's kind of nice to have, seeing the fact of having Eliza, which Angelica definitely points out in Satisfied of how... It made sense for them to be together
0: because mm-hmm. they kind of equal each other out to yeah. a point. Well, we, there's still speculation whether Hamilton and Angelica actually had an yeah. affair, was it an emotional affair, was it an actual affair? Well, yeah, because we there's, there's letters back and forth between the <laughs> two of them. Was but definitely there, was, emotional there was definitely affair. flirtation yes. <laughs> oh, happening. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not questionable. Yeah, exactly. Um, So then we also have Renee is Elise Goldsberry. Yeah, yeah the, Elise Goldsberry, sorry, not Alice Goldsberry. The And Angelica. She, That's Angelica. And she Who won the all, Tony? She almost turned the, down the part because well not turned it down but she almost didn't audition mm-hmm. because when they put out the casting call and I can't remember the other part but it was Rihanna meets someone else was kind of what they were looking for and I can't remember Rihanna but she was <laughs> like yeah. that's Nothing not like me that. so she wasn't gonna audition yeah. and then someone was like told her you should audition and she did and uh, he said that she was the only person Lynn said she was the only person that came in and did the part and you could actually see her brain working faster than she was singing mm-hmm. and that's what Angelica was to him and so she got the part
1: yeah and i and I loved her since rent and yeah, um exactly. and I loved her on the good wife and uh and she's very nice in person, but she really embodied that heir of Angelica Schuyler just on that stage and, and um, she was actually my favorite, like I loved Philippa Sue and I, you know, the the first half of the show is all about really, if you are looking at those three characters, it's really about Angelica and Hamilton and the second half is the family portion of it, the Philippa you know the the Eliza and the Hamilton portion of it but uh, every time that she was on stage she dominated, whether or not it was in Schuyler's was it in the Schuyler sisters or satisfied or helpless, she was kind of focal a, a lot in that uh, and those three songs at least the first half of the show
3: yeah and I like that Lin-Manuel even talked about because in a lot of interviews they're like how does she you know uh, talk or sing that fast and he's like no that's that's the exact same speed that she talks in so yeah. it's super easy for her to get through it I really mm-hmm. like that that's kind of her trait yeah so
0: um, then we have of course the other Tony winner David I love him so much <laughs> that's all i want to say <laughs> i get that me. out of the way <laughs> played Marquis de Lafayette and also played Thomas Jefferson I loved his French accent
3: I love that. Also, Lin-Manuel was like, "Oh no, I have to write, I have to rap in French. He's gonna want to rap in French, and he had to actually like do his re- research on how to rhyme in French." In French.
2: Oh, that was crazy! Yep. I would have never thought about that. I also love. I, I mean, I love any cast where you have people. Playing the same, like the same person yes. playing two contrasting characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I to me, like that's the beauty and the richness of theater. And I like
3: that he was able to find characters that had something in common. So obviously, in the beginning of uh, of the, the first song that they used to open, like the fact that we fought for him, and it's still the same thing where his friends were fighting with him, but now they fought against him. And then his son. Well, I mean, I don't want to ruin the whole play, but yeah, but like his son and also we're assuming that you know something about the play. Again. Yeah, yeah I mean, the music enough times. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and. and the fact that they uh, they sat there and he said oh I died for him in both ways and they both died very very young and you know I like that he was able to take two different roles instead of just giving it to two people being able to have the same comparison with their characters.
0: And the thing I like about David playing both too is that Thomas Jefferson becomes friends with Lafayette Mm -hmm. when Lafayette goes back to France. Because they're
1: essentially the same character I mean they're the same they play play the same role in France as he did as Thomas Jefferson did Mm -hmm. in the United States that kind of global Secretary of state ish Mm -hmm. person where you know we had to deal with uh, both countries at the time, so um, I liked that idea of of two uh, global secretaries Mm -hmm. kind of uh, being the same person.
0: And then we also have, um, uh, what am I thinking? Sorry, I can't talk right now. Um, we (laughs) we also have Madison and uh. Big, Hercules gruff, Mulligan. Hercules Mulligan. Yes, yes. <laughs> being played by the same character as That's well. That's just a great name. I mean. I mean, you can. It's a you great can, name.
3: You don't even have to say anything. It's like, oh hi, I'm Hercules Mugg- M- Mulligan, and it's like, oh, we're gonna be best friends, <laughs> or something. Or he's gonna do something crazy or something great. Nah, I, I think that's one of awesome. the fascinating
2: things about reading the book is they were like, the name kind of like lends itself to being something iconic. So it was easy to like mm-hmm. write that part where he comes in and he's like the spy because it's already like this guy has a very distinctive voice, and then mm-hmm. he, and then he plays a character named Hercules Mulligan.
3: Yeah, and I love it because if you do research on Hercules Mulligan, it's not a lot of history it's like a good amount of like maybe like a couple paragraphs on wikipedia but i love that he was able to make him into such a bigger character in the play so
0: well and you know that was a very different role madison mm-hmm. is, a, is a much quieter cool, yeah. person and he's have... a very boring president
1: too, so. yes. <laughs> it, just made, it <laughs> yes. just made sense that he was a quiet character because like who knows about uh, mm. james madison yeah <laughs> well
0: and Davine and him were up against each other for the tony and it and since you've seen it, like I was interested to see what you thought about that. Do you think that that was the right choice?
1: Absolutely. I mean, James Madison is not a big role in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he plays a key role in um, a, our, our relationship in terms of the Founding Fathers, but I don't think that he I don't think the character had a, had as big a role uh, as David Diggs or a bigger as big of a presence. Like, he didn't have to do as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Madison rarely had any songs. And mm-hmm. if he did, he kind of showed up in a song. So um, there was no, like, hey, this is James Madison's song. And so I, I just don't think they're not even comparable.
0: Okay. That's fair enough. And then we also have Christopher Jackson, George Washington, who <laughs> was brought over from In the Heights. Yeah, And it was interesting to me that he kind of took hold of the entire cast. Like I said, he led the prayer circle like Mm -hmm. every time before. Like he became George Washington to the cast. Like He was their general.
3: Yeah, he was like the big brother also I've heard as well in the not the barracks, that's not the word but you know, as in the cast too. And I love that um a lot of people, anytime they see him, they're like he he just resembles George Washington in their eyes, and and I liked that. And also, his voice is just the most dreamiest Butta. thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't the mean to show to interrupt you. No, well. no, I said his
1: voice is butter. The yeah. show, is, the was
2: very well cast in that, like in that these these people were clearly they clearly fit their
0: character mm-hmm. roles very right. well. Yeah. And then last but not least we have jonathan groff who did not start off with the play
3: right yes that's uh, brought in yeah uh was it, it was uh it was Bryan, brian d'arcy james yes and i love him a lot so yeah. it was it was interesting to see the two different types of king george well they
0: wanted jonathan groff they said because he brought this character to life in a way that was like everyone knows jonathan Groff from spring yeah. awakening from looking from glee and they love him they love jonathan groff and now he's playing this character that you're, that you're not that supposed, you're not to, supposed to like. Yeah. But, but you kind of do, though. So you kind of I mean, do because like, like, he's funny. Yes, I mean, he's you, a terrible person to a point, but like, yeah. to, right. uh, you have to do it that way because you have to make it understandable that people still follow him, like that there are people that yeah. left and moved and started their own country but yeah. that there was people still in England that still respected him and followed him I, yeah. I
1: think one of the cool things about King George so Brian Darcy James you know you've got this straight actor on Broadway um, and then they followed up with two uh, gay, uh, you know, two gay males yeah. with Andrew yeah. Reynolds taking Randall. over and I, I don't know how Brian Darcy James played that role uh, but Jonathan Groff coming out there making it a more pompous Role, um, and you hear it in the in the album uh, a little bit, and I'm sure Andrew Reynolds kind of took that same pompous attitude um, that King George uh, played. Um, um, you know, that was that was really cool to see and anytime that Jonathan Groff was on stage for the most part uh, they cleared the stage except for maybe like one actor and it was just kind of him in this spotlight and that was it and he kind of commanded that whole thing Um, and I think he's one of the few actors that also uh, broke the fourth wall um, a couple times Um, and and that was cool like you know when he says uh, everybody like Jonathan Groff would Break that wall and and use the audience in that part in that portion of the show. I was um, that would and be what and uh, I don't want to give too much away in yeah. the, the show. <laughs> well, but I mean, but so everybody, okay. but everybody well, might yes, not play like it that know. way. Exactly. You know, exactly. You know, yeah.
3: So. No, I'm I'm happy that you said that because that was actually gonna be my question: is if he actually plays to the audience? Because he King George's character seems like that guy who's like, I want everyone to love me. He does,
1: and and to the point where I said, you know, where they change the lights, you know, I'm so blue. You know, the light doesn't change until he gives the direction to change Mm -hmm. it, or he stomps his foot, or something happens, and and that is what King George kind of embodied, or he embodied (laughs) that King George is I'm still controlling what's happening, even though I'm not really controlling what's happening. And I
0: feel like this is a very underrated role. People look at this role like it's very minuscule. You have three songs. You're not like the focus of the show, but I think it's the most fun role in a way. Just yeah, like you can yeah. go out there, you can just almost do whatever you want with it.
2: It's iconic, though. Y- you can, y- you know, there are. There's that old adage where there there are no small roles, there are only small actors. You know where where there have been, there have been scene stealers throughout the history of Broadway, throughout the history of movies, mm-hmm. where. It's just that one iconic small role, and if you do that role well, people will remember it for the rest of their lives. And-
1: although I won't say that Jonathan Groff stole any scenes because he wasn't in any scenes with anybody for the most <laughs> yeah. part. So I don't think he was a scene stealer like Renee Ellis. Like she stole a scene, or Philip they stole a mm-hmm. scene, or, you know, um, but... Yeah, He's just fun to watch. He's just fun to watch. Yeah, and
3: I like that the cast doesn't treat his role like it's something really small either because uh, for a lot of the Ham for Ham uh, videos that they put up on YouTube, every time, now that they have a new King George, they have like a ritual yep. um, where a they... Coronation. Read... Yes, so they have a coronation <laughs> and they have to read something. And I, I love it because they even had... it was Brian was there with... Um, what? oh gosh now I'm forgetting his name Andrew Reynolds uh, no Andrew Reynolds was actually on FaceTime while they were oh. doing the coordination uh, because he was busy filming something or in another play I can't quite remember and they literally had everybody there and they named the new king which I can't remember the actor's name but he's also in Book of Mormon and now he's the new King George, and it was just—it was just kind of cool to see that they have traditions mm-hmm. within the cast and all that I'll kind of stuff. Keep it fresh,
1: make it fun.
3: Yeah, but I like that they didn't have to show us that. That could have just no. something that they could have kept personally. But they're like, no, we're going to share the world what's happening here.
0: And I'm sorry, I don't think I said it earlier. Joshua Henry was the one that played Hercules. I don't think I said his name. Uh, I apologize. Yeah. Oh, oh um, that's okay. Anthony Ramos is uh, the last person I want to talk about, who played Lawrence and Philip Hamilton. Yep. Yes. Yes um, and, and so I was he to remember, was the he was the one who had auditioned for in the heights and didn't get the role and then they brought him back for I Hamilton. could see that
1: I could see you know Anthony you almost is kind of that um Robin de Jesus character and I, I I would not I would bet that Robin would step into that role at some point if he really wanted to uh step into that Philip uh Philip Hamilton role but mm-hmm. uh again another character that was very minor um, uh, up until the second half of the show and, and but very good like he's he's. I good.
0: just love his voice when he's doing the my name is Philip, I am a poet like a right. little yeah. kid it's yeah. so adorable to me um, and he is one of the, him and I think Philip are the youngest I believe in the cast, mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that but uh, he's very young, he hadn't done too much I don't think before this and he didn't even have an agent and someone was just like said, "Oh, I think you'd be good for this." Like a, a person, like an agent said that, that to him. It wasn't like his agent. once
1: in a blue like I know, like that seriously. kind of stuff like never happens. So yeah. don't think that people are just gonna <laughs> be hopping off the street and they're just like, "Hey, yes, you'd be great for this musical." Yeah, don't talk uh, But New York it's, and it is, is an rapping. amazing. That is an amazing uh, story to be walking as like any model. Like, oh my gosh, you're a model. Let's uh, hop in this. You know, you know like that's just not happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: not anymore at least. Uh, unless yeah. no, no, unless
1: no. it's like a YouTube thing now. Like a lot of agents will go to yeah. YouTube now and they'll find you and then they'll do that. But. Uh, but yeah. no,
0: not not anyone can be sitting in a diner anymore and be brought and be like, you know right. what? Let's go start my own mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> you want to be a star let <laughs> <you? laughs> well, I, take you I love it. it I yeah, love exactly. It. Um, so let's dive in. Now that we've gotten through the actors, let's dive into the music, which is the show. Yes,
1: is <laughs> it's, it's a mute. It's a mute.
0: It's a, a mute. It oh, I, I, I mean, I
2: do like that. I do like that. Lynn's bringing hip hop to Broadway. I mean. It's like Broadway needed hip hop. There's we yeah. have rock musicals, we have Broadway jazz needed. musicals. <laughs> well, you know what? I've no, I've right. stuck Broadway that campaign. I and I, this is I'm saying this as a person who's not a huge fan of hip hop, but it's like once uh, there are several songs that I have on my playlist that are just catchy and that's it like it's infectious. Well, and
0: it brought a whole like you said, it brought a whole different class of people to watch. You know, we have these kids that maybe would never think to go watch a Broadway show because nope. it's Broadway and who? But, why? I have
2: friends too who like they love hip hop and they were like, "Oh my!" Like one of my one of my best friends, she's she's like nerdy and loves hip hop, and she's like, "This is the best! It's people rapping about history." And I was <laughs> right. like, "Okay." Uh, well,
1: well, I mean, I'm not a big hip hop fan. Like, I I don't listen to a lot of hip hop. I you know I'm like John Mayer, like Dave Matthews <laughs> listener, um, but. What was, really, what was really cool is how Hamilton, how the music can be used in other venues. Tonight, the BET Awards. At what point in history would any musical be referenced mm-hmm. in any sort of, on BET, first of all, um, that's that just would never happen. Um, whether or not it's on, you know, they... Uh, um, it just shows up in places that you just would not expect it to show up. Pulitzer Prize uh, winners. Right. Yes. And, 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 and and we'll see this this, this this uh summer at the Democratic National Convention. Like this is the second time a musical will be featured at the convention. You know, Rent was the first one and now yeah. Hamilton would be the second one. Um so it's just it's just a musical that fits in different venues and works for different for everybody. And it's
2: making people excited about
0: history.
1: It's about making politics.
2: people not just excited about history and politics, but excited about musicals. Yes. Which right. is yes. exciting to me because right. when I when i was in college a longish time ago um people when i when i studied theater people weren't they were like musicals they're so nerdy and weird and like nobody gets them anymore and now well but but i'm just saying that it's like it it was that weird in between space where like rent had already been big and was oldish by the time and then but there was no hamilton yet so you're in this span of time where you're like musicals are kind of weird and I don't get them. And then you have this musical that comes and people who don't pay attention to musicals are like really interested in musicals. Not just Hamilton but I've had friends that are like oh, well, because this actor was in this other musical, mm-hmm. now I want to check this out. And you're like, ha, 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 we've got you.
1: <laughs> but, but I also think that, you know, in between Rent, there was Spring Awakening, Next yes. to Normal. yeah, And they had a huge impact on, on millennials, whether or not we went into auditions with their music, whether or not we wanted to play those roles, mm-hmm. whether or not we wanted to do but that. But see,
2: they, I would say about, we know about Spring Awakening and Next to Normal, but I would say when you talk about something like Rent or Hamilton, those are musicals that... Touched outside right. of right. The and, and, yeah. and, and, and
1: to my, my point is is that it was it's less about the music and more about the diversity of the cast mm-hmm. like it's like yeah, we can talk about rock musicals all day but if those rock musicals are not diverse with people, then it's not going to reach as many people as yeah, it's supposed to be. The, so the thing about Rent and the thing about Hamilton is that they were both diverse cast enough to make other people want to enjoy the musical yeah, as well. because the
0: children that went and saw it, because they had this whole time where they were bringing children from public schools across New York in to see this musical, was they finally felt that they saw themselves in history. Right. They saw this and they were like, you know, I'm proud to be an American now because now I can kind of like, look it, I'm the forefather of this country. Which never happened before, or even just
2: seeing like uh, seeing someone who looks similar to you or looks like you in a musical, or sings like you, or has the same kind of musical interests as you. You know that in itself is that in itself is relatable. You know, I mean, it's
1: it's kind of like the Black alphabas. Like, mm-hmm. there's only been so many Black alphabas, whether or not it was Saycon Asimba uh, or whether or not it was Brandon mm-hmm. uh, Shavon Massey mm-hmm. or anything about it like that. Um, you know. There are only a few times where those roles will it will happen like that. And this is a time where Latinos, white people, mm-hmm. black people, Asians. Uh, Asians are all in the same musical and playing roles that... For the most part, our four or four or five or six main leads are across the entire spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's not like oh, all Latinos like in the Heights, or now it's split like Bring It On, like half white people, or like West Side Story. It's 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 uh, it's equal across the board, Mm -hmm. and I think that is something that.
2: One of the things. Oh, I'm so sorry, but one of the things that um, because as you can tell, I'm obsessed with Leslie Odom. um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) One of the things
2: he said when I was reading an interview, he was like, "Listen, theater can be any." effing thing we want it to be, you know. He he's like, people the beauty of theater, he was saying, is basically that, you know, old people can play young people, like this person can play that person. And to me, as a as a person who's generally wants to play man parts, um <laughs> nothing's wrong with that. Yeah, you should <laughs> play <laughs> I, well, like Hamilton. I think to me, to me, Hamilton does have a bit of a woman problem, which seems that now they're auditioning women to play Aaron Burr and George Washington and and I would love that because that is the that is like the major criticism I have of it, where like women have these super traditional kind of roles, and if you're diverse, if you're making it super diverse, then like I would have loved to have had a woman. Do you as one think of the that would have been, Do you think
1: that would have been a little like you know? It's like this adage, like we talk about right now, particularly in this election, you have got two women that could possibly be on the same ticket. Do you think that having a female play George Washington or Aaron Burr at the from the gate? would have been too much for that musical. Like it already like pushed certain envelopes, do you think and I'm I don't know. I'm I'm just saying. No uh, do, you like that, do you think? I feel like Ren pushed it, a lot I mean, of yeah. those no, envelopes I'm saying, already. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying you've got to your point, could a female have, have out the gate played George Washington? Could a female out the gate like play if we're already Ge- doing pop, if we're already
0: doing diversity right. do, would, or, would people have
1: responded and said would the criticism have been, oh they're just trying too much? They're just trying too hard right now. And I don't know about this show because it's really taking history to a different extreme now. Uh, whereas now, you're like, okay, I really love it. I understand the diversity of this show. Now is the time for us to now bring as many people in and, and kind of uh, switch a few people around. No, I
3: don't think that it would have been like, oh, this is, do- like, this is doing too much. I mean, I feel like there's always going to be that group that like 10% or 80% or whatever ends up happening that decides that, yes, this is too much. But I feel like, people have at least slowly been taking things, you know, like a grain of salt and and taking it in for what it is. I actually think that it's better to have it the way it is right now and then lead into something and try something new. Um, Just because I feel like, at least for for kids, I would rather them see it in the the roles that they're supposed to be in. Not saying that they're like, oh, George Washington has to be a man. I just think, at least for kids who are learning that they should have it that way so that little boys can look up and be like, I would like to be like George Washington at one point at least how would I see in Hamilton or I want little girls to be like I want to be as smart as Angelica that kind of thing you know but again I'm not saying that we have to be gender specific I just think it's just something just to start off with and then maybe
0: girls could be the same way we're getting there already we have women playing uh, Hamilton not Hamilton Hamlet yes exactly Um. So well, I mean, English
2: I, English theater is a different animal because exactly. they've they've been they've been effing with gender and mm-hmm. race for for a while. Yeah,
3: and I think that that's great. I mean, again, I don't know if, if uh, I know that I had to play Phantom one time because one of the guys got sick, so I had to do it. And a lot of kids thought it was awesome. They're like, "Yeah, I'd love to play Phantom. he looks so cool. I would love to do it." Like little girls were telling me that, and I think that's great. But I think starting off at the gate, I think it would have. I like the way that it started before getting into all kinds of
0: different generals, Me personally, though. That's my and opinion. before we get too far away from the music, I do want to show two clips, one from the award shows, because mm-hmm. we were talking about how they went to all these different award shows. So we have a clip from the Grammys, and then we'll do a clip from the Tonys, and then I want to get into our diva song, which I will explain after. Oh, okay. So this one is Golden Globes. People were going crazy. Where they did the opening. There he is, Leslie Odom. Keep it together, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, <don't, just> he's <laughs> so, cool. yeah. so, so cool. Don't a fan. The vapors. So, this was, I think, kind of a majority of people's first time seeing mm-hmm. anything. I mean, there are that clips that were in New York. Yeah,
3: I was gonna say, like, there are clips floating around on the internet before this came out, but they were trying really hard
0: not to show anything so that people couldn't see it. Well, I think it's, you know, in this song it's interesting to me that they do have all of them except for Burr and Hamilton in the parchment color. Yeah, but I think it also shows... Even like, though they're playing their parts.
3: Uh, I think it's kind of nice because it's supposed to really show who's uh, are technically two main characters. It's just like when you're watching a, like a cartoon, whoever's brighter is like, oh, you're the hero and whoever's wearing dark clothes, oh, you're the, the other guy.
2: I love the movement in Hamilton... I mean being a person who did a lot of dance because mm-hmm. I can't sing worth crap it's so fascinating to me to see how naturally these people move on the stage just we had this opening scene where they just step back to let the next character and they just step back and it's so
0: seamless mm-hmm. but there was it's, a lot of thought put it's into very it. easy to look at it and be like oh that's super easy to do
1: right and I think that uh, Andy Blankenbuehler does a really great job. I mean you've seen that in pretty oh, much all, all three of those musicals oh I
0: guess he, he was he's in Parchment too um, I don't know why I thought he wasn't sorry
1: but, but, but he puts a brown
3: coat on on later, that's why.
1: Right? You also see that in Wicked. Wicked yeah. has some very specific choreography. Like, if you go to the dance call for Wicked, they're doing something, they're not even like, you know, it's mm-hmm, just big mm-hmm. dance call, like a normal dance call. Yeah. But once you get into like, you know, the you know, the cuts and the, and the callbacks and different things like that, then they really get into actually what the what the music, what the choreography yes. is, and it's just kind of like this little weird movement and that's pretty much it.
2: And the thing to me that's uh, so fascinating about Hamilton is it's not something that uh, a lot of this stuff is... More like dance movement, I would call it, yeah, because yeah. it's not like 40 Second Street where you show up and you know you're going to be doing a time step and a shuffle here. You know, this is stuff where. Where they're going to be like, I'm going to ask you to go on this set and it's going to move, and I'm going to need you to move with it. You know, it's there's
0: a I and think, I'm also going to need you to be a prop.
2: Right. I think that was one of the most fascinating things to me about this is like there's a lot there's a lot of movement going on that's experimental well, that's, movement.
0: That's why I was glad with this Tony Awards clip is that I'm glad that they did this song so we could see more of the dancing.
2: Yes, and I also
3: like speaking of props, what we were talking about was since. Uh, the Tonys was right after the um, Orlando massacre that the uh, manuel told his crew that they were not going to use their their, Musket. uh, their muskets. In, Which in I,
0: can't, I, I didn't think that... I I mean, I haven't I didn't,
3: seen it, but we I it think get, it, yeah, yeah, t- we yeah. it
0: It doesn't seem like they lost anything. No, yeah. it, I think it still... It actually made it more
3: moving for me knowing that they decided to take their guns out yeah. uh, out of the play completely. Not the play, but the performance completely. There,
1: there's a clip that Andy Blankenbuehler has, or there's a clip of Andy Blankenbuehler kind of showing all of the movement of my shot um, and how to do it, and, and the reason and why it's very specific. That's There's very specific comment. movements for very specific things. Uh, my one of my friends is in the show, and she's in the in the ensemble, but she also plays the bullet, and um, and she always talks about how difficult the dancing actually is, and how they have to go through, chiro- you know, they have their their massage therapists and the chiropractors, and because there is, there's a lot of slow movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so slow that you have to, I mean, your body is not used to having to move so slow as a dancer, uh, and, and you have to hold those positions for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, I
3: always found it very interesting in the choreography how they kind of go into slow-mo for something, and right. then rush back into it, I can't dance for, no. for crap, so that's where the singing comes in for me, <laughs> but uh, I've always admired the fact that I'm. Uh, if you read Hamilton, you get to learn a little bit more about the choreography, and you can actually read more about it later and other stuff, but it's just I love how he took so many different types of choreography and kind of just molded it into one,
0: and I loved that yep. so. and so here's where we get into this segment we have called our Diva Song, <laughs> this is basically the song for this show for whatever show we're talking about this is the song that you're in your car. You're walking on the street. You don't care who sees you. You're <laughs> rocking out to it. You're lip syncing or singing out loud. Oh, this boy. is your song. Oh man. So I will <laughs> give you guys a second. <laughs> I was like, I like, actually
2: that? know. I know my song. Jackie oh, go has it. played this before. I played know? this game
0: before. I was like, I came
2: I like, in knowing of, this. I was like, the um, album's
3: really long. I'm surprised that you guys were able to just like pick one.
2: Oh, this is because of... I I already oh, okay. read her thing and knew what was happening. Oh, okay. So I this is like hours of preparation. Okay. has already happened. All but, right, Jackie. Um, what is your? I don't actually. I don't song? actually know what. This, the, what the title of the song is, but it's the one that says history has its eyes on. Music. I think it's, it's actually called it's that. History, history, of, history has its eyes on, you. Has it on you. I I love that concept
0: that like what we do here echoes in eternity. hmm Okay. That's true. Are you guys ready for yours? You want me to go first?
1: Go, go. Okay. Go. I,
0: I do have two. Like I said, I couldn't pick just yes. one. Yes. Okay. I don't feel as bad. <laughs> so one is kind of like what I actually is my diva song and sure. one is what like I love and I wish was my diva song if I could sing better. Um, <laughs> okay <laughs> So, <laughs> so Burn is the one that I wish I could sing if I could Burn? actually sure. rock out yeah. Yeah. as much as she does in that it's song. It's so good. It's amazing. It's so sad. I, I mean, to I it kind of almost seen cried. it, but I like listening to it. It's just like you feel every emotion she has. Yeah. Mm. And I love delving into that in my car with facial expressions so people know their cars can look at me.
1: Just tell me a word in the car. Yeah. Just, you <laughs> can do it. You want that yeah. right yeah. in the shower, car. shower in cars are <laughs> the only place I can
0: actually <laughs> uh And... The one that actually probably is more so mine, which every time it comes on I have to sing, is the Reynolds pamphlet. Partially because oh, of Angelica's part. so And partially good. just because I love being like, never gonna be president because <laughs> I, I heard that Also
1: crazy, and, and, and that's what... That's it. That's a, that's in a in lot of shoulder b-
0: bopping is, in that one. You can, you can ask anyone that has ridden the car with me during that song. I'm like... Just
1: <laughs> H- hands oh, off the man. wheel yeah, like everything. What's happening yeah. Yeah.
0: The a is right. or if I'm in the passenger so, <laughs> uh, is never <laughs> going to be driving yeah, again right. I just love the fact that we're also in a political year and every time someone gets kicked off they've already made one for Ted Cruz and I want to petition that every time someone loses out on this they have to play that song they are going to make a video no, of them no, no, or me. every, time, yes. something,
2: every time, time something political happens people are always playing the room where it happens I'm like oh.
0: nice touch I mean, nice that touch
2: people that's how I feel every time
3: I'm like guys
0: we're putting you on the spot who wants to go first Drexel um, or Alexis? I can go uh
3: I also have two uh I like um mostly just because I love the way her voice sounds every time it's uh the lady she plays also two roles she plays Peggy even though um and Peggy uh yeah and Peggy uh I love her even though uh you get to hear her her actual voice uh, as um oh gosh Maria uh Maria Marie Maria
1: you, you're, talking, you're talking about Reynolds. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Mrs. Reynolds, pretty much. And I loved. I just love her song. It's just the fact that he, her voice is so unique to me. So I can sing that in the car. And it's, it's just, I just like listening to it. I think it's great. Um, But definitely. Uh, satisfied because I actually memorized the whole rap, so nice. Nice. I can actually this sit there and and do it in the car, and fancy, people are just like, "What's happening over there?" And this I'm music like, "You don't is know what's hard. happening." Like very hard. this
2: stuff is hard to do. Mark my words, like it is
0: hard. to Yeah, do. no,
3: it's it, it was one of the first. No one songs. said you have to
0: do it well. <laughs>
3: no, 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 no. If you're as as Brianna said, in your car or in your shower, that is your stage. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the one song that I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can actually sing this. I like it." So yeah, I don't know
1: um Drexel? i of course stop on i actually start my entire album i skip ham alexander hamlet i skipped the beginning song i love it i love it but i skip straight to helpless and satisfied i combine them as one that is one song yes, to me it
0: is one song, yes. they it's one song to me yeah. Yeah.
1: because they're both sisters and i love it so much however <laughs> i recently stumbled upon um what's that song that we said at the, um um which one um the one that Aaron Burr sings. Um, oh, the room where it happens? It, no, 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 um, for it, no. for no? what is the name of oh, that oh, song? Oh, you're talking
0: about the... the it's... Um, the, the, your clearly clearly I stumbled servant, upon it because I don't know it. Obedient off the top of my head. Servant? Obedient Servant, yes. yes.
1: So uh, Aaron Burr sings the beginning of that song and it is so sexy of him singing see? that see he knows what I'm talking about that like you're like oh man and I only listen to I only listen up to I have the honor to be the obedient servant dot Burr and after that I'm like okay I'm done with that song because I really yep. don't care about the rest of it because the rest of it is yep. you know, I just
0: feel bad because rest Ham is
1: not Aaron Burr is mean, not Aaron Burr I like, like when d-
3: he comes back in after Hamilton says all this stuff I love when he says sweet Jesus after learning all yeah. I think it was like 34 disagreements oh right. it's so good. but
1: that I mean now I've skipped to that but I i, I love help with was that's fine, and, and you'll be back. I do sing a little King George in my car. Oh, because it's because so much fun! Yeah. Uh, let me tell funny. you this: I would love to play King George, first of all. I think um, you should. And just like I would love to play like Link Larkin and Courtney Hollins, the roles that I could never play because uh, you know yeah. they're all period pieces. Like you're never going to see a black Link Larkin. That's just not going to happen. But
0: see, but this is, is the beauty know. of Hamilton. never <laughs> right. right. know. But I, like, I think I can get know. away with playing
1: King George. Yes. But like uh, <laughs> I um, mean, here, here, my
0: my community theater director. He I had this, this idea for a show and it said it's going to be called The Role You Were Meant to Play. Mm. Oh. And it's whatever role you want regardless of your race, gender, age. Gaston and BD. Isn't that kind of like Miss
1: like Cass though when Broadway does Miss Cass? Like... Shh or maybe not I don't know I don't
0: know but it's for anyone
1: I like Community it theater we'll do it we'll all get to do it <laughs> I will be
0: Ursula and it'll be great yeah. I will be the MC from
3: Cabaret <laughs> Ooh, yeah. good.
0: I'd like yeah, that all. Good. I
3: mean Brandy already took mine I wouldn't mind playing Velma in uh, Was well, she played Velma Roxy she played Roxy or Velma she the beauty of Chicago's though is they have yeah, a lot of different people who play those parts yeah, I, yeah. Kelly
2: Rowland played Velma when I not Velma Roxy.
3: Yeah. See, that's why I was like, I don't know which one Brandy played, she but played I was Roxy. like, dang
2: it, somebody played
3: I think Brandy played Roxy, too. Yeah. Okay. Anyway,
0: guys, unfortunately, No, we are don't say out it. Of- no. We have. We've run out of time. This musical, we could talk about it for countless hours. I don't even know how long this could go on for if we were never stopped. It's
1: true. We would keep going. <laughs> as long as that as long If as you that give us the is, platform, we'll, we'll keep talking. Right. Um, Leaving the room where it happened.
0: Yes. <laughs> you know, feel free, guys. We will continue this discussion with you on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, however you want to do And every Sunday. Not the same musical, but different
1: ones. (laughs) Next week, we talk about act two of (laughs) him.
0: We could actually do that first part of act two of him. But no, seriously, guys, we'd love to hear from you and, you know, make your own little Ardiva song. I would love that. If you, I'm going to say right now, if you record yourself singing badly or well, ah, love we it. may show some of them on our show. Yes. And it'll be a lot of fun for us to watch.
1: I'd love it. I'd and like it and retweet it and love it.
3: I will even sing one with you. There's right. an app called Sing and there's a bunch we'll of Hamilton songs on side. there. We can sing together. There's video. Nice. We can do it together. It'll be
0: fun. Um, and let's keep this discussion going and we'll tell you again where you can find us so that we can talk to you guys about it. Alexis, you want to start it off? Sure. Again, uh,
3: I'm Alexis Torres. You can find all shenanigans in my voice at a Torres eight nine zero.
1: And I'm DrexelHerd. You can find me at DrexelHerd pretty much everywhere.
2: We're, uh, one two three Jackie B on all platforms. And check out the I am an immigrant. Do it. Bain. Do check it. it out.
1: Immigrants, they, they get, get the job, job done. done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm B fourteen on pretty much all platforms. Except for I just realized on Snapchat I'm B one two one four and join so us next week you have the same week. Snapchat problem I had oh my <laughs> <laughs> and join us next week please and it's going to be at 3pm that is our normal time slot we, we had to make it time Sorry, for Drexel here I had to
1: go where the other politics were down in Pasadena I had to be a <laughs> on this um,
0: the Politicon this room. but 3pm right. is <laughs> going <laughs> to be our normal time and next week we're going to be discussing the most award winning play of the year which was The Humans mm. so join us for that and we will see you then bye guys
1: bye guys <laughs>